We're on the Dallas On Air Studios in beautiful Dallas, Texas. This is the Next Issue Comics Podcast here on DallasOnAir.com. And now here's your hosts, Clay Harrison, Kyle Condis, and Adrian Harry. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> hey now, guys. <laughs> this is the Next Issue Podcast. We're a local podcast talking to you about our love of uh, comic books the last couple years. We're three friends, Adrian Harry, Mikhail Connors, and this is Clay Harrison. Without a mic. <laughs> is oh. it, is it, are, we, are we back? Yeah, we're, yeah we got you, Clay. Okay. Yeah, we go for it. <laughs> Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We are a bi-weekly comic book podcast. Out of, I sound echoey. That's me. Yeah, it's a little bit of me, a little bit of you. Oh, okay. Uh, welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We are a bi-weekly comic book podcast out of Dallas. We are part of the Dallas On Air Live family. Uh, you can catch these guys as co-hosts on Just a Sec right after this. And uh, we're three friends that love to talk about our lifelong love of comic books. Yeah, just keep that mic in front of you today, because I think it's kind of edgy. <laughs> okay, we'll do. Uh, what's up, guys? Not much. Yeah. None. Nothing? It's <laughs> about right for Adrian. Uh, Adrian's, Adrian's <laughs> plotting to throw Kyle out that window. <laughs> wow, it's starting early. What, what you... <laughs> <laughs> There's not much of a plot. <laughs> it's just going to happen someday. It's, it's happen. when. People are taking bets already. Right. <laughs> uh, what, what have you guys been reading? Uh, honestly, I haven't had time to read anything in the last two weeks. Yeah. I've been... Big busy with a rehearsal and a performance this past weekend at the AT&T Performance Center. Oh, yeah, I saw that. How's that? It went well. It went really well. We got sold out all three nights and then nice. got some really good reviews. And uh, Dallas Morning News, The Observer. Uh, oh, God. Uh, Give us a little Stevie more Zine. detail of the view- for the viewers. So, um, a former professor of mine and former colleague when I was teaching at UT Dallas uh, basically you know, has an art background, media background. So, he decided to start a a media and performance group called Therefore. And so I've been part of it for the last two years, and we've done a couple of places. But, uh, you know, a lot of arts uh, shows pop up at these, like, warehouse, you know, pop-up pop up shows or galleries, and the bar marshals have been real dicks about it. You know, trying to shut down the arts and even the, the beer scene. Yeah. Get, that's a whole other story. Anyway, <laughs> so we, um, we've, we performed at a couple of galleries. We performed at the Texas Theater, but we were a part of this thing called the Elevator Project that they have. So HD Performance Center has the main music hall where it's the Jersey Boys are performing in, but they have this smaller gallery on the side. And what they do is that every year they go out and allow people, they're different smaller performance groups to pitch the show ideas. And so we got this year, got invited to be a part of the elevator group. So we're this uh, fifth to sixth last show going on. But uh, the show is basically looking at AI and how it's changing our reality. So basically we had both an Alexa and an Echo and we hacked them and basically made them part of the performance where we had three actors and kind of going through all these really kind of interesting and really disturbing scripts. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Adrian, what you been reading? Nothing. Nothing? Mm-mm. You My plate is full. Your plate is full? Yeah. Yeah, you're moving. Everybody here is moving but me. You guys got too much going on. You've already got your set ground, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we've had a couple of movie releases since our last show. Um, Deadpool 2. Uh, everyone see it? Yeah. Yeah. And thoughts? Loved it. Loved it? It gave me something I've been waiting for since at least X3. Wow. Juggernaut versus Colossus. <laughs> I mean, we're never going to get the Hulk versus Thing, so at least, at least I got this, True. you know, of the, the, the behemoth fight. You know, we got that fucking beat down just fight that I, you know, I've been reading in the comic book since the 80s or 70s. You know, definitely, definitely a highlight of the film. Oh, my God. Adrian? What? Pros, cons, would you like, would you not Deadpool like? Deadpool 2. You saw, I know. 
I liked it. It was a very entertaining movie. Yeah. Um, maybe a little too jokey. Yeah. See, but that's what Deadpool. Need. I, that's that's one thing I think it had over the first one. I think the first one needed more of the Deadpool humor in it. No, I like. See, one. I thought the setup oh. took forever. That it didn't yeah. have enough jokes at the beginning to get to you know to have the plot to move forward. Right. So insert jokes every other second. I thought there were some plot issues, but I, I, I like. I just think one is a better movie. Yeah, I did. I, 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 I didn't dislike it. Yeah, I went same saw, here. I went and saw it twice on Friday night or wow. Friday. Well, <laughs> I can't believe I want to admit this in public. But so my buddy calls me up. And he's like, "Hey, we're going to go see Deadpool at twelve o'clock." Yeah, and I was like, "All right, cool. Um, let me get dressed. I'll head over there. Go see it." I didn't have plans to see Kathy at all that day. <laughs> Five o'clock, I get a phone call. Hey, um, you want to go see? De- you want to go to the movies tonight? I'm like, yeah, what do you want to see? And she's like, uh, Deadpool. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so literally I went and saw a 5 o'clock showing and an 8 o'clock showing. <laughs> and that's why I went over to uh, went over to Alamo Draft House over in Las Colinas, yeah. which I'll probably never do ever again. Wow. You had a bad experience. It, what? Okay, so. We said it wasn't the theater necessarily. It wasn't necessarily theater. You know, they just opened. Yeah. I think it may have been their first week at most, their second week open. And so they have that new Alamo draft house. No one knows where food goes. Uh, Hey, is this your order? You know, that kind of thing. Learn learn my lesson at Lake Highlands. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I had the same problems when Cedars first opened up. And it didn't really bother me that much. I kind of understood I'm from the restaurant business. Yeah. So it doesn't really bother me that much. But um, the parking situation is just horrendous. Really? There's two parking garages. And it's in a complex. It's like one of those new fancy complexes where they have like fancy restaurants and oh, music venues. Like Shops of Legacy? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but a l- lot more condensed. Oh. And then they have like a concert venue. They have several concert, two concert of venues. Of they do. Yeah. And so, um, and then of course the parking garage is a pay parking garage, computerized. And, but... Wait, wait, wait. They're but, charging you to pay for their... But if you go to the Alamo Draft House, they will validate your full parking. Okay. But it's computerized. Oh, so, no. So if you don't know what the instructions are or how to get out of their place... You got to pay. Is it, is it, well, it's a pain in the ass. And yeah. people, so it took me 45 minutes to get out of the parking garage. Dude. 45 minutes to get out of the parking garage. That sounds like something that's not going to be fixed anytime soon. No, it's not. So... So, in other words, take the dart. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, keep keep no, going to Richardson no, and Sears. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those Honestly, are my par- two favorites. Park at, the, park at the go and park, or park and go, go walk up the train and go there because park and go is free. Yeah. Well, now, I, that, I'm, now that I'm moving out west, um, they're building one in North Richland Hills. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And They'll be here next year. And we also got word that uh, they're also building an Alamo in uh, Alamo. Frisco. In Frisco, and oh. they're going to include a video vortex. Oh, What's okay. What's that? Their video store. Oh. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know they had one. I hate the, that they're putting it at that store. It seems like that would be more... Like Richardson seems more like a centralized area. Yeah, for it. exactly. Well, I, but I'll yeah, take it. I'll take it. But yeah, uh, Frisco's going to have the Video Vortex. going to have the uh, Alamo Video Store oh, like they had in North Carolina. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Nice. Oh, and another thing. They didn't have... You know how all the seats at Lake Collins are fully reclined? Yeah. 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 It wasn't that way over there. Oh, man. Yeah. I was, I, was, I, was, I was going there, and I was like, I was sitting there getting ready, I was like, where's my button? And I'm like, what's this little... I'm like, oh, this is some bullshit. 
<laughs> yeah, I I I hate to keep picking on him, but yeah, after that Lake Lake Highlands experience, I'm not going back. No, you're there. wrong. It's my favorite movie fran- movie theater franchise. Oh yeah, I'm not going to AMC of all time. Yeah, you know I'll go to AMC because it's right next door. You know, it's right where I, I live know. now. It's just five a few times away. I've been to the AMC. Uh, There's only- an AMC by my house. I won't even no, drive no, no, no. a mile to. And I think I know what you're talking about. No, the only one I was going to defend slightly. It's because I've been there. Is the one in Addison. Yeah. I saw Jurassic World there twice, and I was in these reclinable chairs and the sound system. I was just like, wow. Oh, so you, okay. But I mean, I don't order food from there. You know, I, that, that's mm-hmm. the thing. Is I remember there was one time I went to the, it was the uh, AMC over at Grapevine Mills, and we were going to see uh, Social Network. And it's like, well, you know, it's going to be like $20 for the ticket. Well, I don't want to spend, I, just want, I don't want food. Well, sorry, that's the only thing we have. And I'd already eaten. So. Oh. Mm. So it's like certain theaters you have to pay for the food no matter what. And it's just. What? And some of the theaters, yeah, it's like you eat, some theaters you have where you just get, you go in, and some of the theaters it's like you have to pay a certain price, and it, it co- covers the food, but if you've already eaten, you're still paying the, for the food, even if, you don't, if you're not hungry. Oh, that's mm-hmm. it. Nope. Yeah, nope. I, I don't mm-hmm. dig that. All I need is me a big old bowl of that Alamo Draft House popcorn with butter. <laughs> I'm good to go. Yeah, and see, my backup is always go to the drive-in. I'll yep. head out to the Galaxy, yeah. and seven bucks, two movies, and eat a bunch of that. I uh, need, I need uh, to get out to the Coyote over in Louisville. Yeah. Yeah, it's right in. by where I live. Yeah, you live out there. In yeah. yeah, okay, yeah. that's right. No, what I love about it, Elmo is. Uh, I mean, I miss. They still do movies with it, but I remember when they used to do uh, Saturday morning cartoons and all you can eat cereal. They do well, that. I, they I still thought, do that. I, I thought Richardson still did that. Well, no, they do the Saturday morning stuff, but it's not cartoons. They like they'll do a movie. Like, I think uh, they got. Oh, I think they lost right. the rights to get like showcase the cartoons. Oh man, that's yeah. right. Because the last one I saw was Speed Racer. It was actual movie. Yeah, it was Speed Racer. The movie. I mean, I saw Transformers the movie there, and I saw Batman uh, Mask and the Phantasm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was oh my god, watching that on the big screen. As I'd, I'd never done that, and then eating cereal I was like, uh, <laughs> it's like being a kid again. <laughs> Kyle, when are you not a kid? <laughs> Granted, <laughs> that's what I was telling Kathy. I was like, when we get things sorted out, I would like to go and see some of these older movies. She's like, well, I've seen that movie. I go, but have you, but, we, but we were freaking four or five years old. Yeah. We get to go see it on a big screen. I know. I, I hate it. Cause I've had, I've had some health issues that have made me cancel some screenings lately. And, yeah. and one of them was planet of the apes right. uh, on the big screen, which I've never seen on the big wait, screen. Wait, right. wait, wait, to the 1970s? Like with, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, the original, uh, no. yeah. yeah. And they're showing it at the Richardson one and, and it was a night I couldn't go. And I was just, oh, I had to return the tickets at the last minute. Yeah. I hate that. that. Sucks. So so Deadpool loved it. I liked it a lot. Liked yeah, it. Yeah. I, I I liked it. You know, I don't I don't know why I'm so hard on it, but I don't know. Juggernaut bothered me. Why? Bothered you? I the actually CGI, enjoyed that. The CGI well, yeah, I can, it bothered me. It's yeah, but it's Deadpool. I mean, it's Brian Reynolds just trying to give everybody the fan service I, I they want. That. And, and I, I just, I just imagine that there's a CGI there, there's a CGI artist that go, okay, so your entire job for the movie is to do his butt. Mm-hmm. So if you could just, we're going to need some more hair. We're mm-hmm. going to need, <laughs> we're going right. to need the pants lowered. We're going to need more crack. Yeah, more crack, please. As bad as the CG was, he was so much better than the bullshit we got with Vinnie Jones and X. Oh, yeah. no, don't get me wrong. I, oh. I agree with that. Ugh. And and I also had a problem with we did, we Weasel. No, well, yeah, I did have a problem with Weasel. I thought his character was just. No, the movie it, had its flaws. Yeah, but I, I just, um, I just don't. I mean, I, and, I had a lot of stuff I wish it was in the first one. But I, I, I know where you're going. Like Weasel's character was so much different than he was in the first it one. It was so much different, yeah. and he was annoying as fuck. Yeah. And um, Rusty that may, be, that, that may be T.J. Miller's last big screen movie, though. Probably. So. Um, I had a problem with Domino and Cable not being flushed out so much as much. 
you know, there, there, okay. there's, there's I, yeah. stories where well, no, they no, were no. just there. But, but, yeah. but this is where I think we're going to get it because, uh, and don't get me wrong, Josh Brolin as Cable was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. he was. Loved but it. he signed on for a four-picture deal. So this was the intro film, so I think next one's going to be Domino and him doing more of the X-Force films. That's, that's why nice. I'm okay with they're not having, you know. That's why, that's why I really wanted to see X-Force. Right. So, I mean, they, you know, they, the, the, the introduction, the setup and everything was nice. I, I wanted more of that. We should have known that from the trailers as soon as we saw Zeitgeist what was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, it was a pr- surprise, but as comic book nerds, we should have saw it coming. Yeah. that he was in there, and that's his only freaking issue he was ever in. <laughs> I mean, honestly, we, we we should be looking forward to like Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe or oh. some concept like that that they right. do in the film. That would be one that they could put in a ton of people, a ton of cameos. That would right. be fun. Uh, I yeah, I was okay with it, but like I liked Juggernaut. I loved Cable. I loved Domino. But I guess it was just a story for me. It yeah, was like, just, yeah. I just, I mean, I, I was looking for something after the last month and a half. I was looking for something that was just, I needed something mind numbing. And I know it was with Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool, and it, it yeah. gave me everything I was looking for. Yeah. So, um, okay, now Solo. Haven't seen it yet. Haven't seen it. You haven't seen, haven't seen it. it. No. Uh, I saw it. Uh, my spoiler free review is it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if they continue to do fun movies like this, I'll continue to see them. I'm not overly impressed with uh, the lead as Han, but if you give me three films that are as fun as that, I'm in. Right. I mean, uh, I got to say, for me, I loved a lot of Chewbacca. Um, there's actually a scene in there with uh, Chewie that gets me choked up. Right. So, uh, you know, it was more of the supporting characters than it was Solo. Glover is Calrissian. Maybe one of the best things in the film. Okay. Um, I was hoping. <laughs> he's, I was hoping. He's just fun. he's on the screen, and you're just like, you want to watch him? What's he doing? What's right. happening? Where are we going? You know, uh, are we getting callbacks? What you know? Right. How's their relationship going to develop? Nice. Okay. So uh, those kinds of pieces. There's uh, uh, there's a droid L three that is fantastic. Um, there there's another casting that's a pretty big celebrity that I feel was totally wasted and it really really bothered me. Mm-hmm. Um when you guys see it we can get into it deeper. Okay. Uh, Where do you put it in the I guess the realm of the Star Wars films? I mean I I mean I still tend to think that uh Rogue Squadron Rogue One was a really good film. I think people like to put it lower on some of the chain with the To me Rogue One's one of my favorites. Okay. I yeah. put it up there with Empire. Yeah, like, okay. I, like I love it to that. Where do you degree. put? Where do you put? Uh, I, solo? I put solo above the prequels. Well, gotta hope so. Yeah, um, a lot of my friends are saying this is a, their favorite Marvel or Disney. You're not Disney far Star. off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to lump it in with that because then it's like I don't want to have to force comparison. I just, I just like had the, fun with yeah. it. Yeah, you know. The, uh, it's so funny though because. Uh, being nerds and we you know we we do a lot of pop culture and we a lot of our movies we are pop culture related like we love movies like me and you we love movies and yeah but with the seriousness of black panther and the tremendous seriousness of infinity war it's refreshing that we get deadpool we get Solo, which you're saying is a very fun movie. And, and we've also we get, got Ant-Man and the Wasp. Wasp. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah, and I hope that's just as fun. Yeah, and then, then we get Aquaman. So <laughs> so to kind of throw this back in the comic realm, would Vader Down work as a movie? Yes. 
Which one's Vader down? Uh, I think it, who's it? Karen, Karen Gillen. Gillen. Yeah, uh, who's, who's writing it for uh, for Marvel now? It's yeah. their uh, Vader ongoing series. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically, basically, yeah, Vader crashes, crashes after what? Uh, I think Afro. Star, star gets blown up. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, Afro would work as a movie. What Afro? Afro. Professor Afro. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I, she would work as a with the evil versions of three PO and R two. Yeah. Yeah, see, I haven't read that one yet, so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that one. So then, then we can kind of transition to the MCU from here. Uh, yeah. We, you know, we're big fans. We talk the movies a lot. We spent the whole last episode on Infinity War, but we have some—I wouldn't say complaints, maybe nitpicks. Um, it's more call. Uh, <laughs> as cool as MCU is, it's like they're just when they do certain characters. And it's not even saying like, oh, they changed, you know, ethnicity or here and there. It's just. Watching the films, I've gotten to know the characters over the years, and I wish, like, whether they depowered somebody or they're not the same history or something. There's, they change certain things. What? Okay. Well, this, this should be fun. Yeah. And, like, and I've said it. There's, there's, there's small nitpicks I wish they would change. I, again, it's me being the fan, but I'm not gonna, and I'm not going to rage about it. They ruined this on the, you know, the internet. It's just you know, small things I wish they had done slightly differently. Um, but he is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to the forums and everything, you know, and oh, yeah, m- and making huge arguments. I'm just these are just. No, why things. go to a forum when you have a whole web show? <laughs> <laughs> True. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'll go ahead and throw out my first one: um, the shared universe concept. Uh, oh. This has been successful for Marvel, but not successful for uh. other franchises, and they keep trying to force that adaptation of like, you know, oh, we're going to take the universal. And we're going to make it dark. And we're going to get Tom Cruise. We're going to get Russell Crowe. Oh, we've got this all mapped out. And they and they had already put out a film that had failed. They had right. already put out the Dracula film. And then they put out The Mummy, which was such a bust that basically it shut down their whole plans. No, and it's, it's, it's still alive. It's, kicking. it's still alive. Yeah, I read news on it uh, last week that it's still alive. I mean, the last oh. thing I heard was that they were still trying to put together like a Bride of Frankenstein with Jennifer that's Lawrence. It, that's, the, that's, the, that's the story I heard. Okay, she, that could, I, that she, could, she could I maybe Angelina resurrect Jolie. it, but... I heard it was Angelina Jolie. Really? Yes. It's a... Uh, who's the director? Uh, it was a pretty good director. Let me look this up. Yeah, but look it up. Because the Universal ones, actually, I want to see that happen. But, but my, my other thing is they're, they're trying to go for all these big names. They don't have to. Why not have one to start it? No, no, I agree. And I agree. go, but, Iron but, Man. But, but they put look everything... Look at the franchise. Iron Man started. Nobody thought, you know... Robert Downey Jr. was just coming back, but you know this was this is what gave him life again in the movie career, and you know it launched. It's like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then they did the Hulk. Oh, mm-hmm. we're kind of tying this in. And then he started going farther. Iron Man two, and then boom, you have night. Or by the time Infinity War comes out, uh, four comes out, we're gonna have like twenty two films. You know, it's right? Like, and- but when did we start getting movies slated and times and dates of of that? And- right, I think after Avengers. I yeah. think once we got Avengers, and that's when at Comic Con they're like, oh, we're gonna have Avengers two. We're gonna have. Thor, you know, uh, this, and Guardians, and all this stuff. But but then they've set that precedence that now they have a slate of films that are all untitled that we're just kind of like, what's, well, what's yeah. next? What's next? And so it, I, don't, I don't think it's the best formula, especially if you don't have uh, things in place to make it work. In a way, it's hurting the other franchises. Yeah, I mean... They feel like they have to catch up. I could pick on DC, but uh, if DC made a stand, standalone films that were just... 
better than trying to make force them to work in a universe or oh we're going to allude to this or we're going to you know reference mm-hmm. this not not everyone's as excited and and that universe was so dark i just don't think it was until wonder woman they realized oh we don't have to go that direction well and as much as you want to complain about justice league justice league they did it for the first time where they actually gave like light to a lot of these characters you had flash who was humorous superman was like the first time we, we could almost compare him to Christopher Reeves in this film. Yeah. You know, it was like he was happy. He was bright colored costume. You know, it's like, you know, they finally starting to realize, hey, maybe there's something about going this direction instead of being like all dark and gloomy Batman. But uh, other than that, I mean, the, the the concept of the shared universe, I mean, is there, are there other areas that you guys have seen that you don't care for or that, that are being adapted that you just kind of feel like it's being forced? I mean, I, I say DC. DC wants the same thing that Marvel wants, but... Well, it hasn't happened yet. I mean, I guess, unless you're going to stay with this franchise to open up the, the shared universe, but, you know, they're doing... You know, Hasbro wants to do their shared universe. And yeah. it, it depends. Are they going to reboot the Transformers as part of the universe? Or are they going to use the Transformers? Or are they going to stick with the Michael Bay bullshit? I mean, we've already announced that, you know, we're getting, uh, I think... What if I, they did an all-animated universe? Yeah, don't tease me. <laughs> if you're if you're gonna do it, if they did anime, I think they could actually do it well with GI Joe, Micronauts, Rom, Visionaries, you know, Transformers, and GI and, and Mask. If they did that, I would be just like those are all over at IDW, aren't they? That's yeah. I, that's okay. a thing. they because they did that. I think that they're trying to see if the comic book stuff can help do that for the live action, you know, movie universe. And so, I mean, I mean, when you we'll look, first get a successful GI Joe film. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those those are all awful. Yeah, as much as they tried, yeah, they're, they're, there's not much saving grace on those. That, that first film is maybe one of the biggest turds I've ever seen Which in my one? life. The Which first, one? GI Joe. The first GI Joe film, yeah. where they they built a weapon, then they had to find someone who could use it. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, how did you know that it worked if you didn't have anyone who could actually? <laughs> trigger it uh i'm not gonna get into that no, no it's not worth it um okay but yeah I, the shared universe concept uh as a whole just kind of wrecks it for me because other people are trying to adapt it and it just isn't working start with some films sit, have it stand alone does it work go to the next one does it work go to the next one can you put them together does it work go to the next one what about you um with me a lot of the stuff um uh, I'm going to start with number five, and I think this was my slight neat pick. With, and we mentioned during our review on Infinity yeah, War. No, it, the fact, the way they went with the story with the gems. I mean, yeah. you, we're, we're missing, like, and maybe this might go into a bigger one. I don't feel like, like, they've introduced the Celestials, but I feel like that the Marvel Universe isn't as heavy, cosmic-based that, you know... I would like to see it, you know, like. Well, we're, we're heading that direction. Well, I know, but like we you know, Adam Warlock was the was a huge component with when it came to the Gauntlet, and you know, and we had these Celestials, but you know, we, like I feel like Dormammu was the closest thing we've got to like a superpowered being in, in the Marvel universe. Like you have Thanos, and I feel like he should be more powerful. I feel like you know, you should have these characters who are stronger, and that's what it's going to get into the might four, three, and two. Certain characters, I just feel like they they they, they depowered or they changed, and, yeah. and, they, and that's where my nitpicks. I, I would like to see it either up-powered or slightly different kind of thing for some of those characters. But I feel like with the Infinity Gauntlets, I just, it's like, Marvel depowered. I mean, like, we read the comic books, and the comic books are so overbased. And I get you got to kind of rein in a little bit when it comes to film, but I just feel like they're still not showing us this huge conglomerate power base that we could see. It was, you know, it was almost like, 
when we saw that when we saw the gauntlet, you know, he snaps his fingers, everybody dies, and it looks like he just used all the power in the gems. And it was like that's not how this fucking works. <laughs> you know, it's he should be a guy who, like you know he gets stabbed by Stormbreaker, but he should still have a whole bunch of you know power in those gems. Like saying, I still have the most powerful thing in the galaxy, and disappears. And it looked like he had just basically t- broke it, and it's not going to work anymore. So I don't know. It just the way the way they're portraying some of the stuff is kind of like my nitpick on the the word of the day nitpick. Yes, nitpick. Mm-hmm. Did you find the director? No. Oh, okay. I got I was, started I, looking at it. <laughs> I was still curious if, if, I don't know, it's just so weird they keep, whenever you have two films fail that bad to keep trying to force that. Well, uh, Adrian, what are your MCU nitpicks? I really don't have that many. Yeah. I'm not like um, some people, but, you know. <laughs> hey, you guys wanted a topic this week. I threw it at you. went with it. <laughs> Colonizer. <laughs> I didn't even look up from my computer screen when I made that comment, and you just went all kinds of offended. I'm just uh, saying. I'm just saying. Can I chime in on this one? Yeah, yeah. I'm just tired of comic of the Marvel movies not making me want to read the comics. Yeah, I will give you an argument on that one. That if you enjoyed Guardians you would enjoy the Guardians comics yes. because they adjusted so much of Star-Lord's history to be like Peter Quill in the movies oh my God. that it's that they almost just don't even recognize the history of Peter Quill. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be into reading Guardians of the Galaxy based on the strength of the movies. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the classic characters like Doctor Strange, like Thor, none of those movies made me want to read the comics. Wow. Um, I, mean, I don't know I, what to say I, to you on that one. I would, I, yeah, I, I, that last no, Thor should make you want to read. Yeah. It, no, it was the first Thor that made me not want to read him. Yeah, that I can't first argue movie that was one. crap. I mean, I make pancakes. Whoa, I understand whoa. humility. Yeah. Whoa. No, whoa. I hated it. Okay. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. The, the first Thor is one of my favorite Marvel movies. Yeah. I, I will I will unabashedly defend that movie. That's fine. I, I, I Go ahead. I thought it was terrible. Uh, nah. I, I mean, basically, I made pancakes. Now I understand humanity. Like, come on! <laughs> and it was ridiculous. It, 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 it was it, it was just shoehorning in a character in the ninety minutes, saying, "Okay, here's now the most powerful being in the, in the Marvel universe next to Thanos." And it did and nothing in that made me want to go back and read Thor. Yeah. Now I will say that you know, Guardians of the Galaxy made me want to go read the comic. And you can get that. That's one of the few. But, uh, you know, if you were to go through a lot of these, um, I remember when the Hulk uh, was coming out, Bruce Jones was doing his title, and it had nothing to do with what was in the film. And I was like, well, that's a bummer, because this is a great run. Yeah. Uh, Daredevil. Maybe you want to go read the comics. Yeah. And, uh, and you can find some nice, gritty stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 love, I really kind of want to read the Frank Miller take on it. Yeah. So, um, well, I mean, I'll say this much, you know, I was already a fan, but I think Ant-Man and Ant-Man made one people want to learn more about the character and kind of that Ant-Man stuff. was a lot of fun. But, yeah. I, but, I mean, but I mean, I don't know how much of it makes me want to go back and read the Hank Pym stuff. Well, no, the Scott Lang. Scott Lang's, you know, I yeah, love both characters. the Scott Lang would probably be more. Especially since Scott's now part of the Guardians. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, oh, wait, I, hold on. It's Bill Condon for the director of Bride of Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. And what else has he done? Uh, oh, now you ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I don't come for a little information. I yeah. come for a lot of information. <laughs> Uh, Go on, Calpedia. I will. Uh, uh, my nitpick is Hawkeye. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite characters and basically useless in Avengers. Yeah, uh, <laughs> used used to you know as a lackey for Loki. Yeah, and 
then you know we're all hyped to see him you know finally get to do something in an infinity war and we don't see him at all <laughs> right so it's like maybe we're gonna see the hawkeye from the comics in the next one it'd be nice just because hawkeye seems to be the guy who survives the event books right. uh survives or doesn't well, in no. the- so, so Scott, I mean, I've already seen pictures of like you know they're supposed to go back in time. You see, there's a picture of Tony with Cap in the 2012. Um, yeah, there's Scott in an Ant Man costume right next to him. Okay, so yeah, he's he, we already know he's going to be having a, uh, some part of going back in time or something in the next film. I've I've heard that they used the machine from the beginning of uh, Civil War that Tony uses to go yeah. back and experience. They use that to go back to look at moments that they might be able to save. Well. There's, I guess this is speculation, it's something I read, and it's just a theory, but they said that like one of the points they may be going back in time to that the first battle in New York is to stop Thor from taking the Tesseract back to Asgard. Uh, so maybe if they can go back in time and change events from Thanos not being able to get the gems, maybe there's you know a retconning. In, and it, of course, this is just theory. It's nothing confirmed. Yeah, yet. yeah. We have no connection to anyone important. No. <laughs> <laughs> These ideas are our own. Oh, real quick, Bill Comden. Um, Directed uh, Gods and Monsters, Kinsey, Dreamgirls, Chicago, uh, two of the Twilight movies, and then Beauty and the Beast, this past, the live action for uh, Beauty and the Beast. Well, Beauty and the Beast made a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, but good. the rest of those films... Well, he got an Academy Award for Gods and Monsters. Yeah. I just I, I guess I look at Bride of Frankenstein as a horror film wow. and listening to his, you know, what he's got. Well, if you think Beauty and the Beast, you know, Beauty and some monster. The love, yeah. 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 Mm. I'll give him a shot. But apparently, Angelia Jolie has left the project, and they were talking about maybe wanting Gal Gadot. They were, they were interested in Gal Gadot playing the bride. Nope. What's wrong with Gal Gadot? Playing the bride of Frankenstein? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I always see her too happy. Yeah. Like, like her... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, for, for me, Hawkeye, in, in, in the films, we, we won't get a standalone story. We're not, you know... Uh, you know, he's almost the punching bag of jokes because, you know, yeah... He he has a bow and arrow. Yeah, that's how he fights giant robots and aliens. Well, but you know what he wins. That was some another. Like, I don't know if this is in my top five, but I was kind of disappointed. I mean, I get they're going a different direction, but you know, you have. I was always a fan of the Hawkeye and Mockingbird dynamic in the comic book. Me and, too. And of course, you have Hawkeye over here, and then Mockingbird is married to some other dude on Shield, and it's like, ah. I know it, those teams when they break them up, it just kind of is disappointing. It, when I look at you know uh, Power Man and Iron Fist and the capability of them to have their own show, but w- but but he's the- already, but they already got they got uh, the guy who's playing Danny to be in uh, the next season of uh, Power Man, so he's going to be making a couple of appearances. So we might have Good. some more. But I want to see that uh, Heroes for Hire TV series. I, yeah, that their chemistry is so important to Heroes for Hire that that's what I want to see. But the chemistry that's worked has been the Daughters of the Dragon. And, yeah, and that's. Yeah, kind of what I'd rather see in lieu of that. I'd love, I'd love to see both, but what's working for me right now is Daughters of the Dragon. Um, yeah, you can't really get mad about chemistry not working. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, anyone else, Hawkeye? That, that that's that's just my big complaint because he's I a character I love. No, 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 I don't. I I agree. With, I don't think. Don't get me wrong. I like Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. I don't think they've used him correctly. That's my biggest thing. I think he should have been. You know. He, and that's the other thing. Like, again, we're, we're talking about the relationships. It's one of the things I love about Hawkeye is his relationship with Cap in the comic books. They're like best friends. You know, two guys who do you. You know, it was in the comic books. Cap doesn't have super strength like he does in the film. He's, he's this guy who basically has a super social serum, doesn't ever get sick, but he has to keep training his body to stay in feet. And I always saw 
Hawkeye as like the step down version of Cap, you know. Yeah. They, but they're always been these best friends. There's always been this contention, this great relationship, and there's none of that with Evans and uh, Renner in the movies. Yeah, I think it, for me, Hawkeye looking at Cap always wanted to be what Cap was. Exactly. He, he looked at him as a mentor the same way he looked at the Black Knight as a mentor mm-hmm. for crime. You know, yeah. so it was just finding that person who's willing to take him, well, you know, on that journey. I remember that him. scene. It was right after uh, in Civil War when Cap dies, and you know, and Iron Man finds that uh, Barton's back alive, and he takes him and he, and he gives him Cap's suit and the shield, and he does the whole thing where he throws the shield, comes back around, and he just lets it launch right back onto his sleeve, and he goes, "Do you know how many agents I've had tried to do that same trick?" And like he's like three are in the hospital, one's knocked out, and, and Hawkeye just does it like, and it's. I've worked with him so long, I can handle the shield almost as well as he can. You know, it's just, it's that. It's because there's that relationship. When they break that dynamic up in some ways, I'm just like, why? There's such great storytelling and moments you can have here, and we don't get that. I don't think we're ever going to get a wordy, talkative MCU film. No. No. You know, um, it'd be nice if we could tell some great stories that had some, had you know, maybe don't even have an action set piece right. in the whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't think we'll ever see that, though. We're kind of limited. They have their formula, and that's another downside. That's that's what we're going to see. We're going to continue to see the same kind of thing until we get I thought we, we kind of got that a little bit Logan, though. That, that's not MCU film, though. That's Fox. They're, they're separated. So I'm just, we're just talking MCU on Disney's side. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. No, but wait, what were, you, like, what were you saying Like with Logan? Were you talking about Logan and Xavier? I... Yeah, I thought it, we got a little more dialogue in there. I mean, no, we, we saw, I mean, yeah. we saw that. You know, no, and I'll, I'll it, it give you this. Works. That's no, no, no. It does, and that's what like Fox can do that. Like I said, we we got some moments in the Deadpool films. Like I think Deadpool just talking with Cable. We had. Some, that's what I want. There's such a relationship between Cable and Deadpool, and it, whether they were fighting each other, kicking each other's ass, or they're sitting down and just talking. It's like we got that. Really, I, I felt like I was reading a conflict. That's again. that's true, and that's one of the strong points of that Fox, uh, Deadpool whether, too. Yeah, whether or not you you like the X the X films, there are char- moments where you get certain character moments together. Xavier, Magneto, you know, whatever it is, they I think they do that much better than getting some of the relationships between the Marvel characters. One of my uh, favorite writers is is uh, Brian Michael Bendis, and his take on event books when you have a ton of characters is that one character you use in one panel is somebody's favorite character. So make it work for that fan, you know. And and that's what's great. He I think he used Tiger as an example. He's like Tiger is somebody's favorite character, and if I put Tiger in a book, I need to have a Tiger moment for that fan. Right. Even if it's just a panel, because you have you have to you know incorporate sixteen other people. Um, and that is why Bendis will always be the greatest there ever is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm going to have to p- start picking up Batman and Superman just to read mm-hmm. King and Bendis just dominating. Right. Um, next um, nitpick. As much as I love the character Loki, he is so underpowered in this fucking franchise. I mean, like all, all the only powers that he has is oh, I can create illusions. It's like no, we're talking about a guy. Like you know, and I, I say this because like in the movies. There is such an inconsistency at how strong Thor is, you know, everything he can do. I can breathe in space, or I can twirl like the ship, or I can barely beat the Hulk, and then I can beat the Hulk. It's like, they made him almost omnipotent, and then with Loki, it's like, you know, in the comic books, he's a sorcerer who's gone toe-to-toe with the godlike abilities of Apocalypse. He's gone toe-to-toe and actually bested Doctor Strange. And then in the movies, we get, oh, Doctor Strange, oh, I'm going to make him fall through eternity for like a half hour, and all he can do is throw out a couple daggers. It's like yeah. he's such. It's just, I don't. I think 
character base, I think they got it right. But when it comes to like an overall thing, it's like he is such an underpowered character. Like he should have been able to do a little bit more against Thanos in that first five minutes of the movie. If if we go back in the next film and we see that he used his power to fake his death, maybe change your mind on that one. I get it, but it's still it's still the illusion. He's done it in Dark World. How many times is he going to fake his death or pretend to be something else? It's like I want, like in Avengers, he had the scepter, so he had like you know. He has magic. He can shoot magical, spe- create magical spells, and shoot lasers from his hands. He can fly. He can do all the shit. And he's basically outside doing illusions. He's basically human, who, a stronger version of a human in the movies. And that's where I'm kind of like, eh. yeah, yeah, I, I see it. Hey, great actor though, man. So oh, no, sometimes, no, 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 no. Some, sometimes you could just have him in a scene, and no, he and, didn't. Even... And that's what I'm saying. Like, like personality wise, he's perfect. Yeah. But I, but I just, I think the undersell how how these, some of these characters, how strong or how. You know, like I said, with Cap, they overdid him. I don't, I don't get me wrong, I like how they did him, but he's like, you know, in, in the comic books, Cap would never be holding a copter from taking off in the comic books, you know, like he did in Civil War. And so, like, you know, I remember that scene in, um, in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when they got Deathlock and he's training, he's pushing that huge crane. And it's like, okay, he could probably do that. And he goes, well, who's, the, who's got the best record? Steve Rogers. No, Cap would never, out of a few times when he had super strength, would never be able to push a crane like he's doing in that, you know, it's just like. They upped people's powers and they dethroned people's powers, and that's where I wish there was a little more of a continuity. Yeah, co- connection of how how they are in the comic books. I, I get it; it's a separate universe, it's an alternate reality, but still, it's just you, you don't have many problems with MCU. So you're I don't. Uh, Adrian's just kind of like, okay. I have one that I'm going to list that I think you're going to agree with. I probably will. I, like, I don't think they're flawless. Yeah, but. Um, the when you get a property, and you're a writer, a screenwriter, or whatever, when you get a property, and we've talked about this on uh, on just a sec last year, I used to talk about ad nauseum. Their only goal isn't about continuity; it's to make no. a to make a great product, and. What was what, what? They're at nine billion. Uh, if that, I thought it was more. Yeah, it's probably, <laughs> it's probably more than that. But I mean, nineteen movies, nine, you know, ten billion dollars worth of worth of movies, or, or or income. Yeah, they're putting out a great product, and you know, I can we like you said, it, uh, it is just nitpicking. You have to nitpick. There, there's some. I, I, there, I there, have there's two there, that there, I'm about there, to drop. There, and that's there's what, some. There's, what some, there's, some is, there's some stinkers. Well, I wouldn't even call them stinkers. Dark World, I have a problem with. It, 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 just, it was just a flawed movie, but I still had fun with it. Yeah, I'll still, oh, I, I'll I, still I, stop down and watch it if it's on cable. Yeah, you know? I, I did enjoy it. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, had some problems with the Incredible Hulk, but hell, that was their second film that they that they filmed at the same time as Iron Man. So it technically it was one of their first films. Yeah. Um, and whether it be one of its weakest, it's right. still a good, a fun film to watch. Yeah, exactly. So, I I really, I really can't judge them too bad. Um, I I agree. I would have liked to have Adam Strange, but listening to Adam James Warlock. Gun, Adam, Adam Warlock. But at the same time, listening to James Gunn, he didn't feel that he should he no, he no. could shoehorn him into in, into Volume Two. And yeah. if he would have put him in Volume Two, he would have shoehorned him in, and we'd be bitching about that. Yeah. No, so, I, I get it. This, like, um, this isn't Spider-Man Three and Venom, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a problem with uh, Vision it, when when talking about 
powers, He's he, he, they've depowered him so bad. Like, I, I, but at the same time, you know, they're, they're supposed to make good movies. Oh, no. I get why they depowered him for Civil War. I understand that. Because who's going to go up against him? Yeah. Right. It, you know, it, it was it was civil war, so who's going to give? Um, yeah. But uh, but to keep him depowered and um, an infinity war made no friggin' sense. And I thought that um, uh, the Black Order was depowered. Other than Ebony Maw, yeah, they actually boosted him. Yeah, but uh, Corvus Glaive and Proxima Midnight were a bunch of chumps. In that movie, and those two in the comics are badasses. Yeah, I mean, like they don't get beat. I mean, they send the two of them in there just to take over a world, and they, you know, got their asses handed to them by fucking Black Widow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could could I throw in one more here? Yeah, go oh for boy, it. we're now we're piling on shoehorn romances. Yeah. Just, I didn't need to see a Black Widow, Bruce Banner romance, and then it go absolutely even less than nowhere in Infinity War. It just, It's so useless. I mean, I, I hate to say this, but when I watched Black Panther and seeing uh, Chadwick and Lupita, no chemistry, none. And they just shoehorned in a kiss at the end. It's just like, I don't care. I just don't care. It was funny you're watching Denai Guerrero like, Mock them, yeah. Side eye everyone, and, the, the, <laughs> and the, make jokes. That, it, it it just feels really unnecessary when they can't write it right. I, I did like what they did with uh, uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. I did like that one. I think the biggest yeah. shoehorned romance is probably Ant Man and Wasp. Uh, they didn't yeah, really, they didn't really push it much in the first one, and we're, I think they're going to develop I, more in the second one. Yeah, I guess, but it just seems like you know, like oh, we're going to put them together. We're going to put them together. We're going to put them together. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this much. Let's see how it happens first before we jump in and just say it was totally well, forced yeah. upon us. Okay, so the clock's still out on, but um, I kind of agree with the the um, Bruce Banner and uh, Scarlet mm-hmm. Witch. That was kind of shoehorned. Um, I, mean, I think it, one of the things that were really overlooked in Infinity War is the fact that that Scarlet Witch and Captain America are dating now. Huh? You didn't catch that? No. What? What? What's going on? So. When Captain America and and uh, his team show up in Wakanda, they're getting off the the plane. Uh, what? And Scarlet Witch and Cap? Not not Scarlet Witch. Uh, Black Widow. I'm sorry. You know what the fuck I meant? No, I actually didn't. <laughs> I think you were talking about the comic book. Yeah, <laughs> I was still trying to figure yeah, out. No, I was like, no, no, at no, what I'm, point are they holding hands? My bad. Another three hour sleep night. Um, oh no. Black Widow and, okay. and Captain America are dating. Okay, how did you see this? It, uh, the directors talked about it, but. When they're coming off the plane and Black Widow sees Bruce Banner for the first time in a couple of years. Yeah. And they're like, they cut to Falcon and he's talking to somebody. He goes, oh, this is awkward. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to double check. Yeah. Then. All right. And they, they right. kind of confirmed that. Oh, in oh they interview. do it on the, on the commentary? Yeah. Well, in an interview, they, they kind of confirmed. But yeah, that's the reason why they cut the Falcon. He was like, uh, "This is kind of awkward." See, I didn't, I, okay, huh? Even that, and I, I would never even guessed it. 
Okay, I have one of my biggest complaints, mm-hmm. and I think this is, I think you guys will be on board with this, uh, because I loved Baby Driver this year. Yes, I did. was a huge fan of Edgar Wright, and I love all his films. And the fact that Marvel had a chance to have him direct Ant-Man and lost it, I mean, he put everything to... He, I mean, he's listed as an executive producer on that. Mm-hmm. He, he wrote a lot of it, did test footage, right. did all that, and then lost out because he didn't want to follow their formula. And Adam McKay stepped in, did a great job. I still love it. Um, But then I go see Baby Driver and I go, we could have gotten that in an Ant-Man movie. True. But at the same time... I know they're different genres completely, but I believe in Edgar Wright. And that bums me out to no end that we could have gotten an Edgar Wright Ant-Man and I think an Edgar Wright Ant-Man would have been way bigger than an Adam McKay Ant-Man. Possibly. Now, and I was, when I heard he left the franchise, I was sad about that too because that was around the same time they announced, oh, Edgar Wright's doing Ant Man, James Gunn's doing Guardians. And those are like two low key, unless you know the cult films, yeah. who they are. And it's like, oh, this is going to be, and I, and I know their work, so it's like, oh, this could be a lot of fun. I watch Slither Ether every Halloween. I love it. <laughs> and it's, you know, it's, but again, it's like right now, I see where they've. It, I'm not saying I disagree with you, but I'm looking at where the MCU has gone, and I'm curious. Like, I'd like to know what the story was going to be that he had done, yeah, and how that would have incorporated Ant Man into where he is now in the in the MCU. Well, I think there's enough of his writing in the script that he's credited, okay. but there, I think there's four people credited on the script. Uh, I'm just curious what his are, idea okay. was. I was going to try to double check that. <laughs> yeah, there, there's four people credited. Yeah, and and that's a shame. You know, uh, it just bums me out when I see a loss like that. Not. It's just such a style of his own that seeing that fast cut Scott Pilgrim type editing in a superhero film, especially with one who's get big, get small. No, I was gonna say that would work that, perfectly. That, yeah. that look would have just been amazing to see. So I still feel like a big loss on that one. Yeah. I mean it was a loss, but at the same time, you can't fault Marvel for that. Yeah. I mean they, they, they have their vision. Yeah. And like I said, apparently it's working. <clears throat> he didn't want to conform to it. Yeah. I mean, technically, you can say he's the Godfather because he wrote that Ant Man script like before the, MC, the, the yeah. before the MCU even came about. So, um, and yeah. really, that you know, that's that's my last of my MCU complaints. My my, I have a final complaint, but it deals with the TV. And yeah. I, no, no, and, actually, and that's a, where I'm going to come into. Oh, you, mm-hmm. you have I, one got, to... I, I got one more before that. Okay, and I think I've mentioned this. Early on in the podcast, it's okay. So that, I got to be careful with this one because I do like him as the character. It's more of how different he is from in the, his comic book character, Drax. Oh, yeah. yes. And, and don't go wrong. I love Batiste. I love how I love his portrayal. And that's right. I have to. I have to separate him being Drax in the films. If the films was all I knew him, I'd be like, he's perfect. But I've known about the character since the '80s. I was reading the old Drax and stuff. You know, with the Jim St- early Jim Starlin stuff, I'd read the 70s stuff, I know, Infinity Gauntlet. He's this character who is a human being who is, and this is another complaint where I have, I don't think we have enough cosmic stuff happening because you had cosmic beings resurrect the spirit of his father who Thanos killed into a new superpowered body. And, and even though he's gone through these different transformations, he's still the original guy who became Drax. And he, he's strong. Like, I also feel like, again, He's way too depowered. Like I almost feel like he's not that strong of an almost like a human being because, hmm. because I, mean, like, I look at it this way, and whether or not Ronan has always been a stronger Kree, I feel like he should at least be on par with a, 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 with an Asgardian strength wise. Because, okay. but in Shield you had Sif show up 
and fight a Korean, they're going toe to toe. And this one, he's barely. I mean, he, he got his ass whipped by you know Ronan even before he had the stone. He like you know it's just I feel like him as a strength, like he needs to be on par like this powerhouse. You know, he's gone to toe to toe with the Hulk in the comic book. So yeah. well, wasn't he created to defeat Thanos? Yeah, yeah, that was his purpose. And, yeah. And, 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 yeah, and that's and that's right. Because he's, I get it, he's a different Thanos. Again, Thanos was responsible through Ronan, using Ronan to kill his wife and family. I get that. So he wants revenge. They kept that kind of component. But And, and they have great moments of him, you know, willing to sacrifice himself, yeah. his team, until he realizes he's part of a team. Yeah. And then transition that into the second one, where you, where you have Mantis touch him and just feel his sadness. And just how much sadness he carries with him, and, and as much as that guy laughs in the and, and is having fun in the entire second yeah. volume, he's just carrying but, that sadness with him. But for me, it's Drax is this one of the of all the cosmic characters outside of Adam that I think has such a rich past history, especially after reading the um, uh, the Drax series, especially current Drax currently in the, in the Guardians, and then that uh, run of Drax that CM Punk wrote, I, I really enjoyed oh, too. Yeah, and, and it's just this, I. I feel like there's this rich history and personality that they've lost. You know, it's a different direction. Well, I get it, it, but... Well, I, I don't like the fact that they've turned them into... Um... Comic fodder? Yes. And, and uh, you know, one thing I was telling Zach, uh, you know, you can go into Guardians and read kind of what the movie version is, but, cur- you know, currently the right. Drax version is more of like a monk who, yeah. who isn't fighting, who's practicing peace. Exactly, and... but, but he's not like this, like... Oh, uh, nothing's too high for me to understand. He's not like this inept kind of. I don't yeah. understand. You know, it's like he still has. He remember. I think he's doing that because he remembers every time I've been killed and reincarnated. You know, it's like I used to be this huge guy who at one time held the, one of the Infinity Gems. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a cape. I fool around with Superman. And then he gets. Re, you know, he goes dies, reincarnates himself, and basically he's smaller now. Does the knife wielding, but he still. You remember his whole history. He, he still his whole mission is to kill Thanos. You know, it's like I just. Yeah, I don't know. It's just sometimes that I I hear because I was wondering how they were going to do cable when they have such weird backgrounds. Like, how deep do you go before you just go? Let's just start new. I thought it would, like I said again. I thought they did cable awesomely. Yeah, yeah, that was nice. What, what what do you have on the TV stuff? I'm really curious to get into that because I have I have a couple. On well, here. and I think it's the overall. As I just I I get it. The TV is done by. Um, ABC and then or one one thing, and then you have the MCU done in the studios. It's just, I would like to see more interaction between the characters. Now I've read some spoil not spoilers but some rumors about the next uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, and there's a, and there's been rumor that Daredevil might make an appearance in the film. Oh. And if that fucking happens, I will be I, the happiest child ever no. because we're getting. Give me Johnny Storm. Him and Johnny. Let's get there first. Let's get the character okay. in our universe. I'm talking about current, what we have now. We have the set TV universe, and we have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and we have MCU. So Spider-Man, Daredevil, if that can happen, then we might get the other team up that I've been wanting like crazy, and that's Daredevil, Black Panther. Oh, wow. So if, if Daredevil can make an appearance, maybe we might get that later in the Because you know, Black Panther is already going to be a part of the next phase of film. So maybe if they, if they can incorporate the TV and the Marvel stuff together... Please, God. Yeah, you know, and, and that has been kind of, you know, a bummer part of this because it would have been cool to see like an Infinity War. What if we had a two-hour uh, Netflix Infinity War movie of just the TV, like a, de- a, well, a Defenders They connected it into – oh, no, they connected it into the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, second, so they, have, they haven't done a Marvel show yet on mm-hmm. Netflix. No, so. but in the second-to-last episode of S.H.I.E.L.D., they announced that they – so there's been this alien conglomeration that's been helping Earth, and they said, yeah, we're going to protect you from Thanos. 
they actually mentioned Thanos by name in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And, right. of course, I don't know if we're going to see any ramifications. Yeah, we might. Yeah. Could I ask something here? Yeah. yeah. Is Fantastic Four, because we've heard that you know Marvel's going to get it back, is it is that franchise too far gone to save? No. Oh, no. Not if no. given to Marvel the, can save it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, hell, they, they could just say everyone went into the negative zone, and all of a sudden you've got uh, Reed leading all the heroes out of the negative zone to Earth-616. You want to knock it out of the park? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm being serious. If you want to knock it out of the park, go get Brad Bird. He's already done two Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But but yeah. I mean, basically, it's not too far gone to say. I mean, even no. Even with the ridiculous... It can be redeemed. Movies from five, yeah. from I mean, they could even go back and, and uh, make the Fantastic Four uh, during the time Hank Pym was younger and have them... What, well, somebody had mentioned, like, you mentioned the negatives. What if they had, you know, they were in an experiment, they got their powers, but they were transported away into the negative zone, but they haven't aged because their time runs differently there. And somehow in the movie, they're brought back and they're like, what the world's changed for them. Like Cap, they're a little bit out of place, but you know, but now they're having to deal with their powers and the new, this new universe with all these other superheroes. Yeah. It'd be neat if, uh, Reed came from the, like the sixties and, and his technology oh. was more advanced than what we have now. Yeah. So awesome, but he's been sitting in the negative zone developing exactly. and working. Yeah. Set him to, sh- no to Shuri for, uh, <laughs> for information. Uh, one of the last complaints, and I guess because I, you know, this is Scott Buck. Scott Buck is a guy who is a showrunner who is known for turning in shows on time, maybe not the best quality of shows, but Did he under do Iron budget. Man? Or he, Iron Fist? He did Iron Fist, oh, and he was also God. given Jesus Inhumans. Christ. So, and I hate that I'm just picking on this one guy, but, but that's he should, what he's known for doing. He is, should never, ever, ever touch a property that I love again. Yeah. <laughs> ever. I, and, and it's on the MCU, so it's... Oh, it is. You, well, Iron Fist? Iron Fist and Inhumans are part of the MCU universe. I mean, it's the TV stuff, but they're all part of that same universe. Okay. Yeah. Well, I always thought that they were separate because yeah. they were because they eventually said, you know, that the, they weren't well, syncing up as far as time, so yeah. that they were just saying they were just going to be it's TV separate. versus I mean, movie. It, it's it's vague at best. Um, ever since the Perlmutter and uh, Foggy feud spilled out and they separated, they kind of... It's still, though. I mean... The TV show, right away, they're attached to the universe, even though the MCU might not acknowledge it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, and that's kind of the, the cool thing about it is the TV, like you said, TV can acknowledge the movies. The movies will hardly ever, I doubt they will ever but, reference TV shows. But if shows. we get Daredevil and Spider-Man Homecoming, there might be that breach where they well, can work it out. I'm curious because we're going to get Born Again for season three of Daredevil. I would think he would show up in there with all the stuff that's going to happen. I would like to see. I want to know if they who they did they cast Bullseye. Yes. Oh God, who are they? Um, they did. Oh, that's yes. right, they did. Yeah. I know. I, tall, like kind of. He looked like a good Bullseye. Oh really? Yeah, I can't remember his name. Though. I hate that. I I still love the um, Bullseye, um, Colin Farrell Bullseye. Yes. I like Colin Farrell's Bullseye. It's I had fun. No with, yeah. Uh, weird design I'll, for his look, but I love how Bendis adapted it and pulled it into the comics. You know the the uh, sad part about it is is that. You look at that movie. Wilson Bethel. So they cast as uh, Bullseye. <laughs> and like, worldwide. I, 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 huh? feel, I, feel like, I feel like Guardians of the Galaxy. Who? <laughs> um, oh, Star-Lord. Who? But no. Um, Why is Gamora? Exactly. That, that, first, that first Daredevil film, uh, 
you had a, a really good I didn't have a problem with Affleck's uh, Daredevil at all. Uh, Colin Farrell's Bullseye was great, good. Uh, Duncan Clark's Kingpin was fantastic. Mm. Oh, I loved it. I loved his <laughs> Kingpin. I, I, the, the biggest complaint about that Kingpin is we don't get the origin story like we do in the show right. to show where he's coming from. Right. Um, there was just issues with the story. They shoehorned Electra in. But, I mean, there were some good performances in that film that are just underrated because of the oh, overall... I, don't, I never once blamed Affleck for Daredevil. No. No, you can't blame him for Daredevil. Wilson Bethel looks like he would lead the yacht club or graduate from Yale in the rowing. Mm-hmm. He just looks like the whitest of white people to play Bullseye. Like, Bullseye's pretty white. Yeah. I know he's very white, but he didn't... Just this guy just doesn't look like he has any. I don't know. I'm gonna have to go see something he's been in, and I'm not gonna watch Heart of Dixie. Uh, <laughs> all right. we, oh. are, we are starting to come down to it. So. All right, all right. Any any other any other complaints? Any uh, other? I think I got. I mean, I, I, minor, minor. I, I, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're small things. It's just it's just it's things you kind of wish you could see more of from yeah. the comic books and the film. And I, and I think it, it just expands into those uh, things that we would like, to, those dream projects. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, exactly. I obviously am obsessed with seeing a Fraction Hawkeye series that I will never see. I would love to see an Old Man Hawkeye series. I'm loving that series. Oh, yeah? It okay. is great. Um, the world that they set up and expanded on from Old Man Logan mm-hmm. is just fantastic. Man. I think we're five issues in, and it, it's it's... Weird and crazy, and and who's uh, writing it? You have a yeah. laptop in front of you. Yeah, but I have my all my I have my digital stuff right here. All right, well we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and do our yeah, sign offs, yeah, and we'll gonna... kick it to Adrian here at the end so that he mm-hmm. can find that. Uh, you can find me on uh, the Twitters at Clay underscore Harrison. You can find us on Next Issue Podcast on Facebook and Next Issue Pod on Twitter. Kyle? You can find me on the Twitters as Kylepedia and most other social media. Uh, you can find me at uh, on Twitter at, at Adrian underscore Harry. And it's Ethan Sachs, the writer oh. of Old Man Hawkeye. All right. Good deal. Mm-hmm. Hey, Zach? We're just about out. Thanks, guys. All right. Cool. This is DallasOnAir.com.